Well, let's talk about where we're at um, in uh, Bonnie Crombie from head to toe and how we feel about this. Is there a sense of exultation, a sense of relief? You'd be forgiven if you took a bunch of time on Sunday or even even on Monday and uh, and just breathe this out a little bit. It's been quite a whirlwind several months for you. It sure has been draining, but I'm absolutely exhilarated and can't wait to face the challenge. So yesterday I attended the President's Council uh, of all the riding presidents across the province of Ontario and met with Catherine McGarry, our president, um, and our former interim leader, uh, John Fraser. And John and I had a great meeting. We talked about a number of issues. And then I went home and I'll be honest with you, I had family dinner, uh, a family dinner for a little celebration uh, for the big win and went to bed quite early, though. <laughs> I, I know there's uh, my parents are uh, members of the party and they said, will we now stop getting emails from John Fraser? And I'm like, Mom, yeah, probably so. He's not he's not going to be as uh, as on you in the email box in the next. They already weeks. have <laughs> <laughs> one went out this morning from me asking for money. I know it's the holiday season, but just in case just in case i challenged them all to raise a million dollars by december 31st which is our fiscal end i know it's not perfect timing because it's the holiday season they should focus on their families but for those people who can donate 25 or 100 dollars, it would be welcome you spoke so much of that in the last several weeks of the campaign um even this i know people will say come on the election's 31 months away but emphasize for our audience why matching uh, this current government dollar for dollar is so important for the Ontario Liberals. It's vitally important that we build a war chest. We are being out fundraised by the Conservatives 10 to 1. If they can raise, what was that, $5 million in one evening at one fundraising dinner? So, of course, we have to, you know... We have to introduce me as the new leader to the to the people of Ontario and, and build up our brand, reinvigorate our brand. So there's a lot of work to do. And of course, that takes money and it'll take us a few years to raise the money we need to fight the next election. Bonnie Crumby's our guest on Toronto today on 640 Toronto. I must say, I, I think early in the spring, um, I got it wrong because I'm looking and, and reading all this. Doug Ford, his senior advisors say he doesn't want to go up against Bonnie Crumby. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you talk about your opponent? Because sometimes we don't see it. And sometimes it's best to say, you know, they don't exist and I'm going to do my thing. But then I wasn't so sure halfway through the campaign. Now I'm certainly sure with what I saw from from the ads out on Saturday night, um, you were sure the whole time that you were the candidate that that Mr. Ford didn't want to face. You must be really emboldened now that that's the case. Well, they weren't talking about anyone else. They were only focusing their attacks on me. In fact, they put out quite a number of fundraising letters on let's keep Bonnie on permanent vacation or what was the new one? There's a new one out this morning. I think I'm going to write a letter to Doug Ford and ask him for a percentage of every dollar that comes in since he's using my name. <laughs> I, yeah. Now, now he mentions um, a house in the Hamptons. I, I'd love you. You've clarified this already to a couple people but for our audience. First of all, I think it lacks tact. I, I think criticizing people for gaining means coming from means. I think sometimes that's the same as criticizing people for not coming from or gaining means and um, far from it, far from the Ford family to admit that they grew up, uh, you know, not without means. How did you respond to, to that attack? Well, we haven't responded, but for the record, uh, my husband and I inherited a home in a very blue-collar, middle-class town on Long Island, and nowhere near the Hamptons. But, you know, I, I have worked and earned every penny that I have 
ever made. I have not had the benefit of inheriting a company that my father built. So God bless them for what they have achieved and for the cottages and homes in Florida. I don't, I, I you know, I, and, and, and I think that's wonderful when people um, are, achieve success and have a measure of success. You know, we want everyone to succeed in Ontario. We just want everyone to have an equal opportunity to succeed. And I, I don't think Doug Ford is focused on average Ontarians. He's focused on the wealthy few. I want all Ontarians to have be set up for life to succeed. I want us to mm -hmm. change our education system. So not only Ontarians, but their children are being trained for the jobs of tomorrow and have access to health care when they need it, not waiting in hallways for 18 hours or being told to seek out care at a private clinic. That's the difference between my Ontario and Doug Ford's Ontario. I want our children to be able to afford to buy a home, a, a home that is affordable, not attainable, because I'm not sure what that means. And I want them to be able to afford their rent if they can find an apartment as well. That's the difference between him, him and me. Mrs. Saga, um, I can only imagine how much you, you're going to miss it. It means a lot. Um, and you want to stay at City Hall and get the budget process done yes. um, going into 2024. Yeah. Uh, did you wrestle with that at, at all? It's it's probably really hard to have your political mind in, in two places. It is for the short term. It will be kind of tough, but I'm very committed to my job here. I love my people. I love my city. And it's a very serious job. It's not one that you can turn off on a dime and go to work in another job the very next day. There's quite a bit to unwind, and I have a number of commitments into the new year. So, yes, I'm going to complete my budget. It is a strong mayor budget at the city. We have a budget at the region of Peel, um, and that has to be completed as well. Um, and then there are a number of commitments to unwind and fulfill early into the new year and i will look to step down as, as soon as i can in january that must be such a um a, a, a hope for you in the next half decade or so that this split with brampton mississauga caledon goes really well and and probably no better way to uh, ascend to be able to help that process through than than by being premier you you want it to work for everybody don't you i will say that this is the one thing the premier did right he honored his commitment to hazel mccallion to dissolve peel region it was the right thing to do to allow the third largest and the fourth largest municipalities in the province to stand on our own two feet, to control our own destiny, and to invest our tax dollars into our own cities, rather than feeding another level of government that is completely inefficient, costly, and unnecessary. Imagine the money that we can all save by, in, by putting those tax dollars into our own cities. We have a study that Ernst & Young commissioned, and they looked at three scenarios, dissolution, amalgamation, and the status quo. And it was very, very clear from the EY report that there would be billions of dollars saved after a decade. Notwithstanding, there may be some startup costs over the period of a decade, everyone would be saving money and tax rates would go down. And that is a known fact. Bonnie Crombie's our guest, Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Metrolinks um, comes up on our radio station a lot. I'm sure you heard it in the GTA. Um, so many problems with it, whether it's transit in the city of Toronto or not, or just the back and forth of the GO train. Many people in Mississauga come into Toronto on the GO. It, it, it's a mess. It needs fixing, doesn't it? 
So we were very blessed on the Lakeshore line to have 15 minute service that goes all day in both ways. We do wait for the electrification of the line so that we can have more regular service and we can have more stops um, at, at, not at the expense of losing time on that line. What I'm very interested in is the Milton line, that there be all day two-way service on that Milton line, because right now that train runs in the wrong direction. It picks people up in Mississauga to take them to jobs in Toronto, when in fact, it's when in fact the, the, the direction of business is the opposite direction. People in Toronto, especially our young people, need to get to Mississauga for their jobs. We're the net employer. Uh, 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 we're a net employer such that there are more people coming into Mississauga for work or staying in Mississauga to work than actually driving out. So we need that train to run both directions. There are people, there's a company right at the outs, uh, uh, the parking lot of the Meadowvale Go Train service, uh, excuse me, Go Train station, because of course that's Pill Hill where all the pharmaceutical companies are, and a company called Nova Nordisk. They can see the Go Train station right there out their window, but yet their employees can't come to work on the train in the morning. They have to drive into Mississauga because the Milton Go line picks people up in Mississauga, takes them to Toronto, but not the reverse. So yeah, we need not... that to happen, and we need that to happen very soon. I can imagine the urgency for that. When you see the news stories about Metro Links and the CEO Phil Verster and what the and what the Ford government has said about it, have have they made them as accountable as a as a body to to make this work? You know, the accountability needs to be with the premier's office because at the end of the day, Metrolinks implements what they're told to do. The strategy comes from the Premier's office and at Queen's Park, not from Metrolinks. They merely implement the strategy. So, you know, I would think there should be a regional transit authority that's given teeth. A strategy is created. We create a plan. We fund them properly and we take the politics out of it. That's how things should operate. Because right now what's happening is things are over-politicized and Metrolinks is over-politicized. Phil Verster couldn't make that announcement until he was told to do so by the premier one more for you on uh, on electric vehicles i know um you mississauga has been a leader on electrification we've talked about that on on this show before and i watched kathleen Wynne speak on saturday and and one of her great legacies was giving people uh ev rebates for those electric vehicles is that something that is going to be a priority for crombie government Absolutely, we need to give people incentives so that they can they can convert over to electric vehicles in a timely way, but we need to have a strategy. We don't seem to have a strategy in place because I sit on the electric board today and we're very worried about when everybody plugs in overnight to charge their vehicles, will there be a surge? Will there be a, um, adequate electricity capacity? And what will happen to those batteries in the afterlife? What will we do with them? We don't seem to know what the strategy is and where's the infrastructure structure along the roadway so that they can be charged during the day as well. So a lot of unanswered questions, but certainly we do need to incentivize people to move to EV vehicles. Well, it sounds like a government provincially that's going to have an environmental plan. And there's been a lot of criticism towards the current government that they don't, correct? Absolutely. They don't they don't they don't acknowledge climate change. Let, let's let's talk about wildfires if we can. Yeah. This year in Ontario, we had more wildfires than ever before. But yet the budget for firefighters in the North had been cut, hopefully, hoping in the hopes that a different jurisdiction would come in and help out. That is no plan to address the effects of climate change. 
I know the energy is with the party. Uh, I know there's a lot of excitement surrounding it, and I know you're going to want to do 30 things at once, but I wish you best uh, in going week by week, month by month. Uh, and it's a long process, long, long runway until uh, spring 2026. Thanks so much for the time. Congratulations Thanks again. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. We'll hope to chat again soon.